I'll tell you so, now, it's a sad state of affairs when Paul Merson is telling you how to pronounce names. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Man On Podcast. I am Darren, and just like the Fantastic Four, I have to be joined by three other superheroes in Thomas, Martin, and Craig. How are you doing, guys? Good, mate. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Don't think anyone ever returns and says, how are you? (coughs) Oh, how are you, Darren? Tell us us how you are. How's your day been? Uh, Busy. Uh, That's all I can say. It's been busy. Um, We've got a great show today, haven't we? Look at this. Team reveals for Sky and FPL. It's here, the season. The season is here, yeah. Uh, Gaffer, obviously how we did in game week one. Uh, I mean, we can skip past that. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. No, we don't need to do that. (laughs) No? All right, then. Yeah. Uh, And as per usual, the questions. And I believe, Thomas, you're manning the the, uh, YouTube today. I mean, there was no pun intended with the manning there, but uh, you're manning the uh, YouTube uh, chat for other questions that come in as we go. Yeah, so hopefully um, some people join us in the chat and, um, you know, drop a message, uh, a question, a response to maybe one of our teams, things like that. Why did you pick this person instead of that person? Um, That would be really good. Um, But yeah, if we don't get anything in there, we've got lots to talk about anyway. We we certainly have. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, as, as you can see there, not only do we have the reveals, the gaffer and the community question, but we've also got some predictions today from the three of us in terms of uh player stats for the season and how we think the table will finish at the top and the bottom uh so i'm looking forward to uh going with that um first of all i think it's time to go into the uh what we call the community question and this week it looks like this does being in the twitter community help or hinder you as an fpl manager if you were to delete your twitter account for the season what impact would that have on managing your team who wants to answer that one first I'll go if you like. Go. Um, go on, so for me, I think in terms of managing my team, for me personally, I don't think it would make a huge amount of difference. It would it would diminish my enjoyment a bit, I think. Because for me, I think although there are lots of great accounts that put uh, you know good threads and things out that have got really well-researched information, um, for me personally, that's just not, and it, and it is a personal preference, that's just not really how I like to digest information. I like to listen to somebody or watch somebody speak or see some visuals. Um, so I don't tend to spend too much time reading the timeline, if I'm honest. Other people will, and I say it's very much a personal preference. And there's lots of great information, uh, well-researched information on the Twitter timeline, um, as well as people that just post their teams, which is which I quite like as well. But in terms of managing my team, that doesn't really influence me. I like to have a look on a Friday afternoon to see you know, who my mates and people that I interact with regularly, who they've picked and, you know, just out of interest, really, it won't impact my decision making by that point. Um, so for me, I'd, it's, it's it's not my preferred way to digest information, but I do appreciate that there's lots of fantastic information on that, on there. Okay, nice. Thomas, how about yourself? Um, well, for me, I was never that bothered about FPL until... I became a part of the FPL community. Um, so for me, I think it does play a 
a, a big role in my enjoyment of the game. I would say that I am partially influenced by um, other people's information that they present. Um, so, for example, if James from Planet FPL talks about a strategy that he's got for when he might use his wild card or or a bench boost or something like that, that would play into my mind. I would I would take that on board. Similarly, um, when picking certain players for maybe like um, fixture runs or, or, or as you referred to them in your recent pod, Darren, um, hot streaks. So, um, it, you, you know, you could say it is a slightly lazy way, but people have busy lives at the end of the day. So that's why um, they listen to podcasts to, to kind of do a little bit of research for them, as well as obviously hopefully enjoying the banter on the pod and stuff like that. Um, so I do think they definitely influence me. However, uh, I don't think they they hinder me really because I am quite stubborn and that I will still go for what I want to go for. And often, especially in Champman, I didn't like revealing my team or my transfers until right near the deadline, simply because I didn't want to be swayed by others. I didn't want that the noise kind of coming in. Um, if I was to delete my impact, sorry, delete my uh, Twitter account, um, I think I'd still be capable of managing the team quite easily. But as I said, I just don't think I would enjoy it as much. Okay. Craig, how about you? I'd definitely be worse without Twitter because there's just some accounts that have so much valuable information. That if I closed my Twitter down, I wouldn't have access to Ben Krellin, for example. I wouldn't be able to manage any of the double game weeks or anything like that without him. Obviously, we've had Rockstar in the past with team leaks that have been massively helpful. There's there's other accounts as well that may warn you, for example, that X player is going to have a price rise tomorrow. And I'm not always great at keeping up with that sort of thing either. So if, I'm good, if I've got a player I'm thinking about bringing in and then get told on Twitter that his price is potentially going up or down, um, that's really helpful to me. So those sort of smaller things make a big difference to me. Also, in terms of, I would say, the way I manage, I'm very stats-driven first in terms of how I pick players. And as much as I feel like I'm on top of most stats, there are obviously things that I'm not on top of. I've seen a few black boxes, for example, lately with Mark, where he's gone into information that I haven't been aware of. Um, I wouldn't say they sway me, but obviously I don't think there's such a thing as too much information. So the more stats at my disposal, the better. I'm still quite good, I think, myself at then deciphering from that which I want to pay more attention to and which I want to ignore. But there's obviously more data out there through Twitter than what I could collect myself and maybe would have been aware of myself. So I think I'm not swayed by other people's teams. I'm not swayed by information that by the threads, but having access to them only makes me a better manager, I think, because it gives me more information to choose from. So I, I would be definitely worse if I didn't have Twitter. That's fair. I mean, I like I, I like what you said at the end there about uh, having other people's teams and stuff. I don't... Uh... For me, it's it's difficult because I've played FPL for many many years without without the community. This is the, like so. This is the second season I've had the community. So for me, I think I'd need a run of seasons to actually see whether or not having information has helped me uh, judging by my rank uh, from the past to the present. Um, I definitely hear what you're all saying in regards to things like Ben Krelly and Rockstar, etc. Having that, you know, Planet FPL having that data there, the ideas. Um, it certainly helps, but I, as I've mentioned before, I'm never somebody who actually listens to that many podcasts. It's a con- it's a something, it's a conscious effort I'm going to do this year to to listen to more. Like I started recently, I listened to uh, one of the Planet FPL ones as I did the shopping. I'm going to walk the dog and start listening to them as we do that, just to get that more information and see if it really does help. 
so I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that having no account would hinder me because I've always got on okay and played FPL and enjoyed it. But I would certainly not like someone to turn around tomorrow and say, you know, we're taking your, you know, your Twitter community away from you. That, you know, that's, I'd certainly say, well, no. <laughs> um, so yeah. I couldn't say it's hindered me, but I can say it's definitely helped um, is where I would be with that one. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so only... I think we're pretty much in, in, in harmony there. I think, I think so, we all yeah. see the benefits of um, definitely. certainly of uh, Twitter and um, things like that. And it's just about, taking ownership of your own decisions at the end of the day you know there is good information out there there is um helpful people out there it's just about dividing which ones are helpful and useful and you know and which ones are just yeah. a distraction yeah absolutely it's not just i mean it's not just about the help as well as the community in terms of i mean this question is clearly but I do think that it actually enhances the amount of fun you have as well. Like so many different mini leagues and stuff this year that I'm in, um, ones for fun, for free, a couple of, you know, different ones that people, you know, run really good admin on and do daily, sorry, weekly, like email updates and stuff. I, I met you guys through the community at the end of the day. So, you know, the community is a really, a really great thing to have. Uh, so I definitely think it enhances your enjoyment of, of FPL. Perfect. Right. Where do we go from here? Do we go straight into our team reveals? I guess Why so. Not? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, goodness me. This is who enjoyable, you isn't it? First? I don't know. I don't know who I want to go up first. I haven't decided yet, Martin. Oh, okay. Let me get out my flashing border first. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we'll do we FPL. Should, we should put it up and let's see if we if we even recognize. We should guess who it is, or or if we recognize our own team. Because okay, well we're gonna do okay. We're gonna do that. Done. We're gonna do FPL teams first. Okay, whose FPL team is this? Oh God, that's embarrassing. Not mine. Well, it's not mine. Not mine. So I'm not embarrassed. Ta-da! Must be mine then. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Craig's. Okay. Wow. On, throw some okay. throw some questions at me rather than me. Um, you. Let me, rather than me justify everyone to you, you you tell me the controversial ones. So, so let me just read the team out first, shall I? Because obviously go some on. people haven't For the got benefit the... of the audio, yeah, go on. So double Watford in goal, Backman and Foster. Um, double Liverpool defence, um, Trent and the new four million guy is in. Um, yeah, and then Shaw, Target and Lorente. Uh, the, other, the other three. Midfield of Rafinha, um, Ben Rahama, Mares. Salah and Son, and then Ings, Antonio, and Oberfemi up front for now. And I've got a million in the bank as well. My team has changed massively. I should say I was very, very set on going five at the back for ages, and just various circumstances in the last week or two have really thrown me out. And I've actually been really struggling to get even a third defender I want at the moment. I had Robertson. I was I was so set on Trent Robertson and Shaw as my back three. I have been for ages, and obviously the injury yesterday then threw a spanner in the works with that. Um, so yeah, I've taken a punt for now on the left back because I feel like you want three Liverpool and it's him or Yotta to be the third one I think with Trent and Salah and I, I, I like my midfield so I don't really want Yotta in to break my midfield up so I think it made more sense to go with the left back for that um, it's obviously a punt whether he plays or not Milner may play, may not play I've got um, Target sat there who's got a good first three games in case, the, um, in case he doesn't start so I, I feel like I've got the coverage on the bench if he doesn't play is that, um, is that your current lineup? How you'd want it for the first game week as well? It is. I don't what? think we'll keep a clean sheet away to Watford. Well, I'm not confident on it. Oh. Um, okay. 
I think our defence is not overrated. I do think our defence is quite is reasonable, but I don't. I, I wouldn't expect more than one clean sheet in those first three games from us, to be honest. I, I, I don't think I've said before on the Villa episode I did um, last week that until we get a decent DM, I think we're quite open at the back. And the same Martinez can't keep digging us out of every hole we get into by saving everything. So I, I, teams are going to score against this. So I, I saw a, a thing that said that the, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they said that the Grealish money will be spent. Um, do you think that within the next, well, let's what, four, four or five days, you are going to get potentially one or two more players in? One of them being we'll a DM? One. I think, I, I don't know about a DM. Obviously, two and Zabe signed on loan over the weekend, so he's yep. in now. Um, You've got that money sat there. I think, yeah, but it's it's who we get. I think we may get one before the weekend, but whether they'll be in to start. Obviously, I don't know if Buendia yet, whether he's back into play. I, I would have potentially had him as well, but the fact he's borderline injured for week one makes him yeah. a bit a bit dodgy now. Especially as I say, I've got Mares, who's obviously a risk of rotation because he's played for Man City. The left back, uh, I should really learn how to pronounce his name. Tamiskas. Guarantee Tamiskas. Over fame, he's not playing. And I think. I, I wanted to take some punts early on because I'm going to wild card early. So I feel like I'm in a position to take punts, but equally, <clears> I don't <throat> want to run the risk of having nine or 10 men. I'll tell you so, now, it's a sad state of affairs when Paul Merson is telling you how to pronounce names. <laughs> <laughs> I had Cancelo. My, my, I could upgrade target to Cancelo with my 1 million, but he's obviously a rotation risk. I'm not convinced with, with him, either, with Man City keeping clean sheets at the start either. I think Son, Son yeah. is the one I'm been really keen to try and get in for the sheer reason I think what I've seen of Tottenham in pre-season I've watched quite extensive highlights of their games they seem to be really good on the counter-attack and they've got Man City first game who will probably play with quite a high line and have bodies forward and they've got Wolves in the second game who again I've spoken about being quite attacking sending the fullbacks on and playing almost four or five up front at times so I really think those first two games are are open for Tottenham to catch teams on the counter-attack so um I'm quite keen to start with Son. They've obviously got that Watford game um, as well in week three. So I feel like he's a worthy punt just because the opposition may set up in a way that benefits Tottenham. So I've been, I've been quite keen to get him in as a, I would say a differential. I think his ownership's up near, he's in double figures, I think. But um, so maybe he's not quite a massive differential. I think Tottenham may do better to start the season than what many think. I think that the initial feeling is the fixtures are quite hard, but I think the opposition may set up in a way that suits their attacking players. 20% Son's up to now. He's up to what? 20%. So that's quite high. Bearing in mind, high, obviously yeah. we'll get on other people's teams later, but I'm sure all of us have got Salah. A few of us may be considering Bruno. <clears throat> to have them two and Son is probably quite tough. So yeah. um, I don't know what people are doing, but I'm quite, I'm surprised Son's actually that high, to be honest. It's probably the fact he's got to play up front, isn't it, that is swaying people. He's had a good pre-season, hasn't he? So, so what, one final question. In terms of your team right now, obviously our teams are not... 100% nailed due to transfers, anyone injuries, etc. From your team now, is there anyone else who's rumoured to be making a transfer that you think you'd be getting in? Is any of these placeholders? No, I think my team's pretty much set. Oberfamey, if he leaves, which I, I, I think I've heard being rumoured, he may go to Blackburn. If he leaves, I may have to get a different striker. But it'll just be another 4.5. I've got no intention of using that position. That'll just be permanent third sub until my wild card. How old so is Oberfamey Martins these days? He's got to be 50. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be, yeah. <laughs> what a player, though. Newcastle should still sign him, even if he's 50, shouldn't they? Get him back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true. So I, um, I think if we get some more information about this left back and he goes and I may upgrade him to a 5 million or a 4.5, I've got a million there to do that. 
but I'm, I'm quite keen to keep the million just because I don't know if I'm going to want to upgrade anyone on a bandwagon for the first couple of game weeks. We don't know who's going to take off, right? So I, I won't mind keeping yeah. a million back. I, can I, think, I think that's definitely a good idea, Craig, to keep some money in the bank. There's no way I would um, want to have no money in the bank when the transfer window is still open and... Um, you know, you, you get lots of early price rises. You get people that sign up last minute and then decide they want players after game week one. You're going to have people like, if Cantwell scores in the first game or Tony, even though he's highly owned already, uh, people will just move to those lower price assets. If Buendia isn't fit enough to start but comes off the bench and then scores or assists or something, people will be bringing him in and all those kind of players will get price rises really, really quickly. So... Definitely I'm happy in my midfield as well as all different prices. I've got no duplicate mm. prices in my midfield. I've got two 4.5 defenders, but I think that's kind of fair enough. Uh, I was, no, sorry, I haven't. I did have two. I haven't. I've got all my defenders are all different You've prices as well. So I've got, yeah, I've got no um, no duplicate prices anywhere. So I can <coughs> move sideways to pretty much anyone if anyone, if it's going to be any bandwagon. So <laughs> I'm quite happy, true. I think, right now that I can get to anyone and I've got a million. I think the team's fairly strong. I've got quite a lot playing away in week one, actually. I think week two will be a stronger week than week one, which will probably be different than most other teams. I think I've actually got a little bit of a benching headache if I don't do anything going into week two. Um, but yeah, I think I've, I think I'm fairly set unless we get an injury or, or something. Now I think this will be me going into week two. Nice. Perfect. Right. Thank you, Craig. We'll come on to your sky team in a moment. I think we'll cover FPL first. Whose team are we going to get next? Do they recognise it? I thought you were going to put mine up. I thought you were going to put mine up again. You should have put mine up Choke again. See if anyone. No, I wouldn't done that. Any of you guys recognise that team? Uh, I can tell you that that's yours. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> Simply <laughs> because I could see more pie. I so. uh, I managed to catch up today with the um, the uh, uh, boss um, the pod you did. Anita Jones. Yeah. Anita Jones the other day. Yeah. I heard what you said about Malpike. <laughs> not accepting. Not accepting it. So this is my team. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So obviously, ninety percent. There's a few moves I'm I'm looking at doing transfer wise. But for me, for the for the benefit of audio, I've got Schmeichel and Sanchez as the keepers. I've got uh, Trent, Target, Soufal, White, and Shaw as the defenders. Salah, Bailey, Fernandez, Bissouma, and Benarama in midfield. And I've got Malpai, Ings, and uh, Tony for my strikers. Now, I've always wanted Salah. He's never, ever left the team. Fernandez is a last-minute shout. It's it's one of those where it's possibly one of those, like just like Salah, quite risky to go without for the first game, possibly, that well, or the first three games, because I think he'll definitely start. He's got set pieces. He's playing very well in pre-season. So, again, it's one of, do you go with Brew? No, as everyone likes to say. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he's also there as a placeholder for the likes of Lukaku. Um, just like a bit like Malpai's there. I like Brighton's first couple of fixtures. That's the point. Uh, I, the only thing that puts me off Malpai is if uh, Edward from Celtic signs. And that's the point when I think he might be leaving my team anyway. Um, or if Southampton do sign to- uh, Armstrong from Blackburn, which it sounds like they will. I want to see how much he is. And that may be someone I put in because he's fit. Um, so he'll start, and he'll start. So he'll start the season, I think, with Southampton. I just don't think Southampton have got great games. So that's the team as it stands at the moment. Um, I did ba- <laughs> uh, Buendia to Bailey today because of the Buendia injury news. Uh, he's got a hip injury, so I can't be 
certain he's going to start the first game. I think Bailey will. So I've gone for Bailey. Um, I'll take some questions. You right, basically one. those two slots. Sorry, so you you're okay. basically seeing Bruno and Malpay as like a double. So that will become Lukaku and a six million or something. You see those two. Hundred percent, exactly. Quite possible. That's exactly what I'll be looking at. Yes. Okay. I don't mind that. Um, I know who the what? I know who the six million person is, or the or, or slightly less. <laughs> if <clears throat> excuse me, if Lukaku comes in at a decent price, I will be taking Fernandez and Malpai out and putting Lukaku and Emil Smith Rowe in. I can't say anything against that. Um, my question though is, what about Adam Armstrong? Don't you fancy him when he when he comes? Yeah, I just mentioned that. But who yeah. would he go in for as well? What Tony? Uh, I don't know. That's the point. It, it, so, so it's either Malpai, Malpai, or Tony to Lukaku, or I'll consider Armstrong and keep Fernandez and not start with Lukaku. What bothers me about Lukaku is they've got a great first game against uh, Crystal Palace, but he may not play the first game. Quite simply put, you know, if he's only just about, he hasn't even signed yet. So. Yeah, this medical today. I haven't seen it unveiled this evening. So, will he start the season? I don't know. Um, I'd like to think yes, but it, it could be a gamble. So maybe I'll keep it on what it is, and maybe take Lukaku in a few games' time. Um, I I like the idea of having Salah and Fernandez, and I don't think my team suffers too badly for having it. I like Malpai against Burnley. I think that will be fine. Um, I think Ings against Watford will be fine. Tony, you know he's coming back from an injury anyway, but as the manager has said in the conference, he, he, there's no way Tony won't play on that Friday game. Um, so that's where I am with that. Um, so, yeah, there's not much more I want to change. So I, I'm quite happy. The only problem I see is if one of these mid-price mids, the Pepe's, the Mares, is the Havert, someone like that does really well. You've not really got a way to get to them without downgrading probably one of those two big the big boys yeah so i had mares for a long time i've even tried to get son in and and again it's son is one of those that i'm watching to do with what happens with kane if kane goes son becomes striker fernandez will become son and i'll work something else out with the two million um like i wanted dominic calvin lewin at one point eight million he's he's injured so he came straight out like the, the a lot of the players i had when dear calvin lewin accepted they've all got injured <laughs> so uh it's like it, it's messed my team up a little bit here and there so fernandez i i'd say at the moment is quite nailed on for me but <clears throat> if i want to do it, it it really depends on that on the kane and son saga um lukaku for one as well um i, I don't know so he, I'm using Fernandez as a bit of a placeholder. But if the game kicked off tomorrow, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill myself over my team. I was very anti Fernandez about three weeks ago, um, but I, I watched quite extensive highlights of their Everton friendly the weekend. I know it's a friendly, so you got to take it with a pinch of salt. But he was very good. He played as a number ten again yeah. and virtually ran the game. I know you get credit for the free kick that he scored. But even away from that, he did like literally dictate the game and everything went through him like you would expect. Exactly. My gut feeling was that he was going to drop a bit deeper and maybe have less impact. No. But it didn't look like he would. I, I still can't get him into my team and I'd still rather have Son, I think, for now. But he's, I've, he's gone up again a little bit in my estimations yeah. from what he was a couple of weeks ago. Too, I, I saw that and thought exactly the same. Uh, funny enough, Fernandez is only one of those that recently came into the team. Um, I had Sancho for a long time. I had him from, from the first draft. He's never really left my team until I realised there was a way to get to Fernandez. And, you know, 
potentially Kane or Lukaku. And then I kept it there. I just think Sanchez is a gamble for the first game. I'm not too sure against United versus Leeds anyway. Uh, and Sanchez only just sort of started training with them today, I think it was. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, he might not play the first game. So um, there I am. Right. Who's next? Is it going to be? Well, it's either me or mine, isn't it? Um... Oh, well, that's bloody <laughs> obvious. <laughs> that's me, that's isn't it? Little... Yay! <laughs> Sorry, Thomas. That's fine. That don't matter. I mean, I've ranked this in order of how we'll finish in our uh, mini league. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll I've got that. you. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I know, I've sort of just done myself dirty a bit, but don't worry about it. Um, Go on, Martin. Yeah, that's my team. So I've been pretty set on this for a while now, apart from a couple of enforced changes. But, you know, uh, I had Watkins in before, so I've just moved to Ings. That was nice and easy. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and and then uh, what was the other move I made? I've brought Grealish in for Foden because obviously we know Foden's, Foden's injured now. And um, Grealish played some part in the Community Shield at the weekend. So he's got a fair, fair chance of being involved in the opening games. Um, and I didn't want to move that off of a Man City mid at the moment. Um, but yeah, obviously he played in the Community Shield, so just swap him for Foden seemed to make seemed to make sense. Obviously Bernardo Silva's pushing for a move. Foden's out. De Bruyne's maybe not fully fit. So uh, yeah, I think he'll be in. Um, like Craig, I'm keen on Son. So there he is. Um, <clears throat> been, been debating between him and Sancho. That was probably my biggest call to make. But I'm going to start with Son. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just worried. It gives me the flexibility. Like if I if I start with Sancho, I might get tempted to spend that 0.5 after you know a week or two, and then I can't get to Son. And if he starts going crazy, then I'm a bit stuck. But this this way, if I choose to move down, then you know I've got that option. Um, but Son's been looking good in preseason, so gone with him. Um, Antonio, yeah, just West Ham's West Ham's opening run really looks <clears throat> looks decent. Um, Tony, I like spoke spoke about him before. Talisman for Brentford, um, you know, involved in involved in over fifty percent of their goals last season, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, I guess you know you, you all know the names there. Um, what 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 questions have you got? I I like your team. Um, I definitely like the diverse midfield of having Rafinha and, and Grealish. It's definitely two players that are on my watch list. Um, Son, I just obviously said I, I'm, I'm looking at getting, depending on the cane. And I've seen Antonio in a lot. Does anyone worry about Antonio's injuries? Yeah, I do. Well, but he's so, you know, he can, when he's fit and firing, he's he's great, isn't he? I mean, if he gets injured, he gets injured. I mean, he's, he's 7.5. So there's lots of sideways moves mm. there. It's not like you're completely stuck. Mm. Um, uh, okay, one more question from me. Why can Shallow? I just think his ceiling's huge. I think he was a bit unlucky last season. His, his underlying stats, he should have had more attacking returns than he ended up with. So I guess I'm just backing him to convert his underlying numbers a bit better this time. Um, yeah, you could say he's a you could say he's a rotation risk, but I've got Loughton and Ailing as backups. Happy with them to come in and play. Um, so yeah, I think I think he's got he's got he's just got a massive ceiling. Um, he's been playing, he's been involved a lot in preseason, so I think he's fairly safe for the opening games. <coughs> he least. plays left back, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean their other left back is Mendy, and he is dog shit. So I'd be playing Cancelo every game. He'll play right back for now. Walker's not been in a squad yet, I don't think, since Euros. So Cancelo is pretty much yeah. guaranteed to play um, at least the first game right back, maybe Possibly even the second then, yeah. game right yeah. back. 
Um, nice. Martin, um, yeah. there's a question for you in the chat, actually, um, from Brendan saying, are you not worried about having a lack of Manchester United attackers? I am a bit. Um, as I say, I was very, I was a bit on the fence between Sancho and Son. That was my last decision to make, I think. Um, I've got Luke Shaw in there, so I'm not, I'm not saying he can like, cover mm. Man United attack necessarily, but you know, I've got something, I've got something in there, and he does get forward. So yeah, I am a bit worried, but again, I've got you know the way my midfield is structured. Um, you know, I can move from Gre- from Grealish to Greenwood if I wanted to. I can go Son to Sancho. Um, Cavani is not out of the question, you know, with the money I've got in my forward line. So um, I am a little bit worried not starting without them, but uh, the way the team's structured, I can get there if I feel I need to. I should say I haven't got a Man United attacker either, and this is what I come down to. If you take Bruno out because of his price, the other ones have all got issues. I think I think I had Cavani in one of my very first drafts, but then is he definitely going to start? And I think you can get guaranteed starters who are more, just as likely to score for a bit cheaper. Sancho's new to the league and the fact Sancho I think is only going to play down the right means where does Greenwood play I don't have we seen him play down the left before not from memory I don't know if he's ever played down the left no, I've he obviously seen him bit... down the left right. so no, but he may well play up front um, just for the first few games but I don't know if Marshall's fit. Marshall's fit that's the thing so take take Bruno. I was really struggling which one I really trusted so I, I, I want to see Greenwood play down the left before I have him if that's where he's going to play Cavani may yeah. play up front, might not if Greenwood does. Sancho, we've not seen in the league before. There was just too many sort of iffy things about them for me. Um, so I have one. I say Bruno's the safe one, but you're paying a premium for that, aren't you? Yeah, mm. I think that was pretty much my thinking. As I say, that on on balance, that's where I've ended up. Um, but as I say, the way the team's structured, if it turns out that I that I need one of the guys that isn't Bruno, then I can get to any of them easily enough. I like Grealish, Martin, from you, because I've got, I've got Mares. I think Grealish, Mares, or Gundogan, I think one of those three is probably going to start quite well. <clears throat> and I don't know which one you really, who's the best one to have from them. From having the same de- decision in Sky as well, and I will get to that later, but I think one of those three is going to be quite good. Um, and I think Grealish will start left, Mares will start right to start the season with. Um, and it's a bit of a lottery, isn't it, which one's going to, get the returns from from those three. Gundogan looked quite attacking, I thought, in the Community Shield on the weekend. Was having quite a few chances, getting into the box quite late. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen him in many drafts yet, actually, Gundogan. So he may be one to consider. Absolutely. Uh, right. One more FPL team before we jump into Sky. And the most controversial, is that why we've left him till last? What's that? Most controversial three <laughs> Arsenal players? Is that why he's been left <laughs> till last? <laughs> I mean... Do you know that, yeah? It's, what is it? One, it's only one Arsenal player. Yeah, you've only um, got one Arsenal player. It's the one I'm looking yeah. at. Yeah, so I've got, um, same as Craig, Similar. actually, the Watford goalkeeper, a double up. Um, then I've undenied over this Brighton defender Veltman. situation. In the end, I've ended up going for Veltman. I wasn't going to have a Brighton defender because I was quite put off by they keep getting these little knocks here and there and it's just putting me off. But I've gone for Veltman in the end. Uh, and to go alongside him, I've gone for Ailing to do that. Uh, Brighton leads um, the old switcheroo between those two. I've stuck Charlie Taylor in at the back. Um, Burnley are normally quite quite decent for, for clean sheets here and there, and he's 4.5. And then the more luxurious players of Trent and Shaw at the back. Um, Salah, Captain Obvious. Um, I've got Son. I've got Emil Smith-Rowe. And I've got Jota in at the moment. 
I keep umming and ahhing between him and Greenwood, although you guys made some very good points about Greenwood. Uh, and then I've got Antonio and Ings up front uh, with Ivan, Tony, uh, Brownhill, and as I mentioned earlier, Ailing on my bench. Um, yeah, I'm still tinkering. That team, I have three million in the bank at the moment, uh-huh. um, simply because I can't really decide where I want to invest it and whether I want to spread it over probably over two players or push it all into into one player. Um, Lukaku will come in. We don't know exactly how much he's going to be. If he's 11, I could go Ings to Lukaku quite easily. If he's 10.5, I'd probably go Antonio to Lukaku. Um, the another player that I'm interested in is Tammy Abraham. Uh, I think he's 6.5. If he gets a yes. move to um, Arsenal, which has been linked with in the Premier League, uh, I'd be very, very interested in, in bringing him in. Although he's also been linked to um, a couple of Italian teams. Um, so, yeah, he's very much on my radar. Kane, not at the moment. I think Kane would be a sort of a post-wildcard um, move. I'm leaning into this idea of an early wildcard, um, similarly to the reasons that Craig mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Um, I just think that, you know, I want I want the, the window to close. Uh, I want I want teams to have settled down a little bit. I don't think you learn that much from preseason, mainly who's injured and who is fit. Um, I had Robins, Robertson, sorry, in my team until very recently, and then I, in fact I took him out the day he was injured, but I took him out before he actually got injured. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of me for now. Um, I wasn't planning on having Saka, but Saka actually featured in the friendly at the weekend, so. You know, I didn't think he stood a chance of 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 being back, but I think if um, if he's going to be back straight away, six point five is is a good price for him. Yotta's really Go interesting, on. isn't he? For Firmino's <laughs> played tonight in a friendly, I think, for Liverpool. Um, hmm. If he wasn't playing tonight, then I think Yotta's really. Inter- I think his numbers last year, especially in the latter half of the season, was pretty much identical to Salah in terms of shots and things. So you're getting that sort of attacking input for what was it four or five million less. So I can see the appeal of having Yotta, but the fact Firmino's played tonight kind of worries me that how many of the first sort of three or four is Yotta going to start? Um, but if he gets like two or three starts in there, I think he could be an amazing one. I see, I see. I think a lot of people, it's between four Liverpool players, isn't it? It's going to be Trent, Salah. I think yeah. everyone's going to have both of them. I think we've all got both of them too, haven't we? Trent and yeah. Salah. And it's who you put yeah. with them. And the left back yeah. will be interesting now because he's so cheap. Or I think Yotta's the obvious other one just because his attacking output was so good. And I think that's the big one of the big decisions people have got. I think most people are going to want to go through Liverpool. It's which third one they put with the obvious two. Yeah. I quite like it, Thomas. To be honest, uh, um, yeah, it'd take a brave man to go without Trent. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I like, like. I think you mentioned Darren Salah's been a lock from from the from the beginning. As soon as I knew the fixtures, Salah was was in and a lock. Um, Son, I just I, I can see Son getting price rises quite early on if he if he does well. And I would describe Son as quite fixture-proof, in all honesty. I'm not put off by the fact that they play Manchester City. I think he could do well. I think he could score or assist in that game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Arsenal, Smith Rowe, um, they haven't bought another a second attacking midfielder, number 10. So I see no reason why Smith Rowe doesn't start against, well, in fact, start every game for the initial beginning of the season. 
Um, and with us not having Europe, it means that, you know, he will get sufficient rest in between games. Um, Ings and Antonio does sound like an injury waiting to happen up front. <laughs> um, but as I said, with, with the money in the bank, I may still have a sort of a play around and, and consider somebody else. But um, yeah, this, this is your starting now. team based on your squad. Yeah. Yes. Um I obviously Ailing, Brownhill, and Tony, for those who can't see it, are on the bench. Um, Ailing is away to Manchester United, so I wouldn't consider starting him. Brownhill, I wouldn't mind playing actually, if I, if if needs be. Um, I just just feels wrong as a fan to put Tony against Arsenal when I am really hoping that we keep a clean sheet. That's that's going crazy. Is he worth having if you're going to bench him for the first game, Tony? Would you not upgrade him, Tony? Yeah. Um, I I'm fifty fifty as to whether he will score, and I think if he scores or even looks dangerous enough, I think people would still put him in. I don't know if I took him out um, and put another sort of a seven point five in there. It's not it's not a terrible move to make, like a Callum Wilson or something, and then play him. Uh, and then I would probably drop e- one of the defenders, either Taylor or Veltman. Um, I, I just don't see the point in having him if, you, if you don't play him, because I feel like everyone that owns him is going to be starting him for week one. I think you're going to be a, quite a rare case if you intend to bench him. And if he's quite high, I don't know what his ownership is. Yeah, now. I mean, he's, he's, he's only literally benched for that game. I mean, I will play him other games and I might still play him. Um, just, you know, it kind of... It's that that kind of mental tug of war of, of backing a player to score against your own team that you kind of have. And I just think that injury as well, even though I'm sure it was only a minor one and, you know, it's simply a case of um, of just being um, cautious, it just kind of played in the back of my mind and thought, oh, maybe not, maybe not. So, mm. yeah, that's where I'm at. And we are back to Sky. We're going to Sky. Go on then. And we're back to Craig. Right, we'll, 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 we'll go quicker with Sky because... You know, I think we've probably got less to say. One thing I will point out, not one of us has a Leicester player. Do we not? No, I I'm not a massive fan of Leicester players in general. I don't think I've ever owned Harvey Barnes. I can see why people would have him. I, I had him in a few I of my drafts. Pretty sure I've got a Leicester player in my team. But let's see. Go on, who's sponsored? Oh, it's Craig's. Right, so, yeah, Craig. much, unlike FPL, I've got double Brighton defence. That's the first thing to obviously start. I think Dunk is far better asset in Sky because of the tiers you get. Um, and Webster, I think, in terms of value for money, is probably one of the better ones to start with. That's why I've got him, just because he's cheaper. Um, I still In both games, I think Trent and Shaw are going to be hard to beat for defenders because they're so attacking. I think they're kind of almost must-owns in both games, I think. And I think we've all got both of them in FPL, I think. Um, Trent and Shaw. So double Brighton with them. Uh, Martinez, just to start with, because I had the money to afford him. Otherwise, I would have happily dropped him down to someone cheaper, but I didn't need the money, so I've got him in goal. Um, really don't like Tony in either of the two games. He's not the sort of striker I want to punt on. And I always try and find a few high-owned players that I'm prepared to go against to try and get an advantage. And he seems to be one of the big... It was Bruno in FPL in uh, Tony in both games was where I was looking for that. And obviously in Sky, he's a lot more predictable to own just because he's that captain option for the first Friday night game. So I was trying to find the next best attacking player to go against him with. So I've got Pepe for now. Um Bruno, I think, is a much better asset in Sky as well because of the tiers. Taking a punt on Saar because he's on penalties and Watford's games aren't too bad. So we'll see if that what how that materialises for them. But I think he is a sort of player that might get a few shots away. And if he does that, he'll get some bonus, uh, some extra points. And then I think the predictable three up front, I think they're quite common in our teams in FPL. 
um, Antonio and Nings. Antonio, I think you need a West Ham attacker because they've got an isolated game as well in Sky. So you need a captain for. Um, so yeah, I think the rest. Of the, I think most people will probably have a, that front three or or Tony. I think those four will be the common four strikers in in Sky. And I've gone against Tony, so I've got the other three. You might have thought so. <laughs> no, you no, no, no. have. You got more pie again. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I, I would have liked Son in this one. I'd like. I've got. Son, I've, I've said we've got two Sky teams. Obviously, I've got a few more punty players in my second team. Son's in that one, so, so I do really like him. But I think he's Craig. quite hard. Yeah, mate. Uh, Ad Ad Tours made a comment in the chat just to say that you've got pointed out that you have no Diaz and saying that that's very brave to go without Diaz. Um, yeah, Diaz. He's, 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 he's a good. What is he? 10.6. 10.6. I actually don't fancy their clean sheets. I think Tottenham will score against them first up. Um, and I can't even remember the other two games off the top of my head now. I don't really like them that much for clean sheets. And I think you're paying a lot of money at 10.6 for someone that you're relying on the passing bonus with. So if you're not going to get the clean sheets, I, I, it's highly likely I think I'll probably have Diaz after the overhaul. But up until the overhaul, I think that money can be better invested in other players um, if you don't think Man City are going to get the treble clean sheet, which I, I, I actually probably think they'll get one. And if they get one clean sheet, is he going to outscore enough other defenders to warrant that extra price um, before the overhaul? I, 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 I won't put anyone off getting it. <clears throat> yeah, their other two games are Norwich and Arsenal, by the way. OK, well, Arsenal score maybe. I, I don't know with Diaz. I think you're paying a lot for three games when I, I think I don't think you'll get enough gain out of that extra money. At least with Trent, you've got a lot of upside. With Shaw, you've got a lot of upside. With Even with Cancelo, you've got a lot of upside. I know Diaz could score, but they haven't got De Bruyne, have they, at the start to take all the free kicks? Um, it, was, it was purely budgetary why I didn't have him. Fair enough. Fair enough. That moves it on to me, doesn't it? So my Sky team. Oh, look at that. It, obviously, <laughs> your Sky did. teams are done for the first four game weeks, aren't they? Because you've got the overhaul. Three. So that's how three, I see it. What's that? Three game weeks. Three, three weeks. Sorry, three game weeks, of course. So, yeah, I'm slightly different. So, I totally agreed on the isolated game for West Ham, but I didn't want Antonio. I, I just don't like him. Don't know why. Never have really liked him. Only if he if he starts, if he stays injury-free and he starts to haul, I'll, I'll consider getting him into any FPL or Sky eventually. But to cover West Ham, I've gone for Ben Rama again because he's had an amazing preseason. Um, but it also then allowed me to free up a little bit of... Uh, um, cash elsewhere. So I do have Mares in this one. I too have got a Brighton Defelter in Veltman. So my team is Allison. So I've actually gone for the keeper and defender double up of Liverpool. So I've got Allison and uh, Trent. I've got Target, Veltman, Mares, Fernandez again. I've got Smith Rowe, Ben Rama, Salah, Ings and Malpai. Um, again, for the first three fixtures of Brighton, they've got really good fixtures. I don't, you know, Malpai will play forward unless they sign at the st- a striker. Um, he can score. Like I said before, Brighton hit, hit the woodwork a hell of a lot last year. If they could convert those chances, they would have been a lot higher. I think, you know, that's proved that they, they hit the woodwork the most. Um, the only one I didn't consider is Trossard. I, I haven't looked at him, but um, that is my team currently. Um, I'm pretty happy with it, actually. Um, I've, I, I keep I've got a question for you on your team, although Craig might be able to be, might be able to answer it. It's simply that, are you concerned at all about Ashley Young playing left-back instead of target? Or um, maybe Craig would would have well, an opinion on that? But... Yeah, so we, we sort of discussed that a little bit the other day, didn't we, in the pod? Yes, I mean, Ashley Young can play right or left, but predominantly, uh, I mean, he could. 
But Target had a really good season last season, so I don't see why Young would be bought in to sort of replace him. I can see him being cover. I, I can see Target playing. I don't see why not. That's why I've gone for him. Um, it's potential to put cash in maybe, but I don't think Young was bought in to replace Target. I think he was bought in as defensive cover. Um, so I'm I, I'm not concerned about that one. We played our final friendly on Sunday, um, yesterday as we're recording this, and we played cash, Cons and Mings and Target in that for the first time as the back four. I'd like to think that's probably our first choice back four. Young did come on and score though. Um huh. So I think he will get minutes young. So I think our fullbacks will be rotating more than they were last year. Shouldn't really be a problem for the first three game weeks, I wouldn't think. No, um, and, and that's, that's what you've got to do, isn't it, with the, with Sky, which is awesome in, in terms of uh, what you do. You know, the first three game weeks is what you want. And uh, for the first three game weeks, I think that's pr- pretty pretty solid. Um, so I'm quite Can happy I with that. I just point something out? You've decided to um, captain... Uh, ben Rama instead of Mares is that based purely on the fixture because obviously Mares is the better player but is it Correct. because they're playing Spurs and purely, Newcastle purely on the fixture uh, I think that Tottenham and Man City could be a little bit closer I think uh, you know Mares you know possibly has potential to score uh, without KDB there he could well be on set pieces actually free kicks anyway maybe not pens but Ben Rama's been on fire and they're against Newcastle. So I do predict that Ben Rama probably will outscore Mares. Um, but we'll see. Um I could <clears throat> you make a good case for both of them, in all fairness. I could I could do either and would be quite happy. Um Fair enough. just want who, to check. That's all right. Who's after me? Martin. Martin. Yeah, Martin. Martin, there we go. Let's get Martin's team up. My team up Ben Rama in the middle, right? of Mares and Fernandez. Okay, yeah, that's me. Um yeah, so Martinez in goal, uh I think he's easily the highest owned keeper um in Sky. Um Alexander and Alexander Arnold and Cancelo uh, who've spoken about, you know, high ceilings um for this opening run. Uh, I've gone for Consa at the back. Um that was a bit of a pick that fitted my budget with when I had a spot left to be honest, but I thought he was he was the pick of the the players I had at that at that budget. I thought he's 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 nailed for for Villa right. They've got a chance of a clean sheet or two in their opening three games, um, hopefully. Um, and then Webster. So I've gone Webster over Veltman. I watched them. Um, I did actually have Veltman in, and I watched um, I watched one of the FF Scout videos. They did a rate my team, um, and they rated mine and Craig's team actually. Um, and one of the things they said was uh, that Webster tends to pass the ball a little bit more than Beltman and he's 0.2 cheaper. So I'm happy to take that advice from the veterans. Um, so I've swapped them around. But um, again, uh, another one keen on Brighton defence. Uh, they 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 pass the ball around a lot in Sky, which is uh, useful. And their opening run isn't bad either. Um, yeah, Ben Rama again. Uh, yeah, as, as Darren just made the case for Ben Rama. So uh, yeah, I've got him in as well. Um, but I am going to captain Mares, I think, over him. Um, and then up front, yeah, the three three popular ones, as Craig mentioned, it tends to be uh, either the front three I've got here or swap Tony for Ings. But I'm going to go with Tony and captain him on the opening night um, rather than having <coughs> last set that I've then got to carry like into the Chelsea game um, and into their other their, their other tough fixture in the first three. So I think my my team's a bit of a as we said, we get two teams. So my other team's a bit more punty. I think for me, this team's a bit of a stay with the pack for the first three weeks team. 
Um, so hopefully it can do that. But then I've but then I have got you know a couple of things in there like you know like Mares, um, like Cancelo that people might be worried about is minutes. Um, so hopefully there's some upside there. But yeah, with the with the overhaul being so early, um, there's definitely a bit of stay with the pack in my thinking. Nice, nice. Any questions for uh, Martin there on that? I think we've covered a lot um, of those players. I would just just say to Craig, um, do you think Martin's got the right Villa defender in Consa? If if budget wasn't an option, is that the best? Is that the safest pick, the sensible pick? Um, I think Mings is will, will complete slightly more passes per game. Whether it's enough to get a higher passing tier, I'm not convinced. Mm. But I think we tend to give the ball to Mings more for distribution. Concert's a lot more safer, pass it back to the right back or back to the keeper. I mean, Mings is a bit more expensive, so he'll be asked to use the ball a bit more. Target has got more upside attacking of the four, if you think there's a chance for a few assists or something from the wide players. Concert's safe to play though all three games. I think he's probably got a little bit more goal threat than Mings as well. So I think Cash is probably the weakest of the four to own in Sky and FPL, probably, I would say. Um in Sky, I think Mings is marginally better than Concer, but I don't know the price difference off the top of my head. So if it's substantial, then I wouldn't do it. FPL-wise, I'd probably rather have Concer because I think Mings is only better for the passing tiers. And I think it's then the case whether you want Concer or Target. I think Concer's more nailed. Target's probably got a bit more upside attacking. So 50-50, I think, between those two. Cancelo is the hard one in Sky, I think, because because you haven't got that bench to fall back on. He, he worries me for three starts out of three. I said, I think in FPL you can deal with it with the with the bench. Obviously, with this, I, I don't know. He may he, get enough points he, in the other yeah, two games. Yeah, he might not need it if he plays that Norwich game. He might not need to play all three. That's the. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a question or there's a comment in the chat. Um, by the way, from Adam Robinson, um, he's mentioned obviously that you've got a lack of Aston Villa firepower. Um, but he says yours looks a good side, and he also said that um, Darren, your team looks nice as well. Oh, thank you, Adam. Appreciate that. And um, brings us oh, on to our... one more question. Oh, go on. Sorry, before you go to me, just simply that I've noticed that um, Martin, you've gone for Mares, and you've got Mares and Ben Rama like Darren, but you've gone for Mares, captain. Yeah. What made you go for Mares over Ben Rama? Um, well, I just think I just think well, Mares is just a just you know he's got that 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 quality, isn't he? I think I just have a, just have a bit more faith in it. Um, you know, in performing on the day. And I've got two West Ham players in there as well. So if I captain one of them as well and they let me down, that's going to be a massive disappointment. You know, if, if Antonio and Ben Rama play well together and they both score a load of points, that's great. And, you know, maybe Myers can maybe add to that as well. <laughs> if I go, if I captain one of the West Ham guys and, you know, they just don't do do it on the day, that's going to be a massive blow. So it's just a bit of spreading risk. Really awkward, isn't it? Because I think Ben Rama will play in a slightly more advanced positions than Mares, and I think we would agree Newcastle are a weaker opponent than than Tottenham. So that points to maybe Ben Rama being the better captain. But I think you've obviously got a bit more trust in Mares doing something, haven't you? Ben Rama yeah. is probably a bit more unproven, shall we say? As much as pre-season's been going well for him, do you want that? Because Mares was at the forefront of most of Man City's better played a weekend, I thought, than the Community Shield. Yeah, I think you yeah. will. You, you will get shots off him probably. Um, but that, that's a quite a hard call, I think, between those two. Well, we'll find out who uh, who got it right and who got it wrong. It's, oh. it's me. <laughs> Gotta be. Um, yeah. Ooh, so the Leicester player, finally, the last yeah. one. There's a bigger issue than that in there. What is that? Look at the captain. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a new contract. 
No, to be honest with you, um, yeah, well, let's go from front to back first. Okay, so Martinez in goal. I've then got a Brighton double defence of Dunk and Webster. Uh, I've got Trent and I've got Cancelo at the back. Then I've got Ndidi, Fernandez, and Xhaka in midfield, and Salah, Antonio, and Ings up front. Sorry, I just threw um, in my mouth. <laughs> my thing is, Xhaka passes the ball a lot. Um, he's not good for much else. <laughs> but um, I don't think quite possibly. I mean, I'm not 100% sure who I want um, in terms of that Friday night game. So I just, because we had to submit our teams today, <laughs> um, I stuck um, someone who I thought would play all three games. And he's one of the few people that I think is going to play 90 minutes of all three games. What about your new um, guy? Which one? Lasong- ben White? No, Lasonga. Oh, um, um, Lasonga. Sambi Lasonga. Um, no, Lasonga. He's not first choice, although he may well feature because Party is injured. He's played um, a hell of a lot in preseason. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't, I can't see him starting all three games. You don't. I don't. You, you probably don't start him against both Chelsea and Manchester City. Mm. Um, but he he might be given the start against Brentford. But in all, in all honesty, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Xhaka and El Nini. And all El Nini will do is pass it to Xhaka. So Xhaka will get a lot of the ball. Um, yeah, as I said, for now he he's he's the guy that's in there. I don't really want Tony in Sky at the moment. Um, I'd I'd be tempted by Saka if I thought he was going to play I like your I think it was your Emerald Smith Road pick Darren Um, Ben White is a possibility but I don't really want five at the back because if you go for five defenders in Sky it can sometimes be quite difficult to to manoeuvre off of that um, without doing say two transfers because of price points and you know, you don't want to be making two transfers pre-overhaul. Um, yes, as you've pointed out, I do have a Leicester player in there in DD. Although the injuries at the back, if he's playing centre back, I might reconsider that. But um, yeah, I, I'm 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 happy enough. I I do think there are sort of a question mark over the likes of DD and Xhaka, but you know, I, I've I've got one million left over, so I might be able to sort of. Um, make some changes and stuff, but the rest of the the other nine I like, so I don't I, I wouldn't want to rip that up just to kind of um, just to kind of fit in some sort of premium player. Like I don't have Mares, for example. I'd love I'd I'd love to have Mares instead of Indeedy, but I can't can't afford that. Um, and I've gone for um, Antonio captain over the Manchester City asset, but um, I think Antonio versus um, Cancelo I'm happy to go for, for Antonio based upon the fixture Perfect Nice Well there we go There is our team reveals I don't know if you're going to uh, tweet them out at all Well um, AD said it? that um, Xhaka was good for passing bonus last season Yeah I've So he was a nice pick Like you said well, it's all he can do <laughs> before we before we move on quickly, uh, just uh, on those Villa defenders, um, it's interesting. Craig said Cash was the probably the weakest because the Villa defence was uh, Consa seven point five, Mings seven point eight, Target seven point nine, and then Cash eight million, so point five more than Consa. Interesting. But as I said, Consa was the cheap Consa was the cheapest, which is why I picked him. Nice one, Martin. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. 
Um, right, time is getting on for us, guys. Uh, obviously, we've got our pr- pr- uh, predictions, our top six and bottom three to go, and also Gaffa. So a quick round of table of how we got on on Gaffa week one and any moves that you're making this week. Uh, we'll start with Thomas. We'll go down the line and end on a high with me. <laughs> Thomas, go on. How many points you get? Um, I scored 62 points, oh, which Jesus was, um, I was going to say overall, well, overall in game rank of 291. Well 291st, I should say. Um, yeah, not a bad start. Uh, everybody in my starting 11 bar two players scored three or more. And I was fortunate enough that I had both Harry Wilson and Nick Powell in midfield. So that was 23 points between the two nice. of them. Uh, and Townsend at the back got um, got an assist for me. I had a captain blank because I had Mitrovic uh, as my captain, unfortunately. But looking at my bench, even though there were players on my bench, uh, like O'Hara scored five. Um, you know, I, I, I would never have started O'Hara over Mitrovic. So it's just unfortunate that he didn't perform. Um, but yeah, no, decent, decent start. Um, no transfers planned this week. I would like to roll my transfer and also not playing a chip, a boost. Sorry, um, we're in Gaffer. Yeah, and not playing a boost. I know the away day boost is, you know, a lot of people have spoken about possibly doing it. I had thought about it, but no, I'm literally doing nothing bar a couple of players from my bench coming into the into the first team. Perfect. Martin? So Thomas just beat me. I got 61. Uh, game week rank of 334. So that one point has made, what, like 40-odd? 40 40-odd 40 places difference. Um, but yeah, like, like many other people, my... Forwards blanked, uh, Mitrovic, Austin and McGoldrick, uh, my captain and my vice captain up front. Um, so yeah, I was a captain pick away from being in the top 50, uh, annoyingly. Um, but there you go. That's the way it goes. Lots of people were in the same boat. So I, I suppose I can't complain too much. Um, so yeah, highlights for me, I think, was Smith from Stoke. Got me 11 points. He got two assists against Reading. It's a shame it was against Reading. But yeah, Smith and Powell um, got me 24 points, just those two. Um, in that Stoke game so yeah chuffed with that um, yeah glad I went for Furlong and Townsend because I think if <laughs> when I did only have one of them it was Furlong and he got one point and Townsend got eight um, so uh, I watched that game and um, yeah they both they both looked uh, they both looked dangerous I'm happy happy with having both of them uh, that definitely seemed like the right thing to do based on watching the game against Bournemouth um, uh, yeah that's it really what else what else have we got Harry Wilson 10 points so yeah, a bit annoying that I didn't at least vice captain him because it was definitely in my mind that uh, you know putting a putting your captain and vice up front when midfielders can score more points. Uh, but yeah, so I don't I don't, I don't know that was uh, that was not the right call. But hey ho, it's still a solid start. Sixty one rank of three three four. I'm happy enough with that. No disasters on my bench. Um, and again, like Thomas, I'm I'm going to roll. So I'm looking at. Uh, away days in game week five so I think the sensible play is to roll this week um, you know my front line blanked but you know I'm going to panic about that after one week um, and yeah roll a transfer heading into an away days for game week five. Craig? Yeah I'm in the 62 count with Thomas one one point one place behind Thomas somehow he got ranked two, six, uh, 291 and I got <laughs> 292 uh, for 62. <laughs> Unlike everyone else though I actually nailed, well, not nailed my captain but I did captain Harry Wilson 
So 10 points to 20 shows how bad the rest of my team was that I managed to get a captain right and I'm in the pack with everyone that didn't get a captain right. Um, my, I got quite a few decisions wrong. I had um, 16 points on my bench. I had a Luton defender on the bench when they were one of the few clean sheets. So that didn't obviously work out. Played the wrong goalkeeper. Standard fantasy football decisions when you've got two playing goalkeepers to pick the wrong one. Um, but I've got double. I've, I've got both Fulham fullbacks and both West Brom fullbacks. I started and again, like uh, Martin already mentioned, there's quite a big discrepancy between the West Brom ones. There was also a three-point discrepancy between the Fulham ones. So I think if you own one, you're always going to be likely to pick the wrong one. So having both from like both of those teams, I'm quite happy with. Um, in terms of this week, it'll be strikers, if anything. I've got a Hearn, Grant and Moussa up front. I changed McGoldrick to Moussa pretty much on the deadline or half an hour before the deadline, just before the site crashed. So I was quite lucky to get in <laughs> before the site crashed. But I don't know if they're the right two moving forward. I wanted... Um, there was a few issues around some of the other strikers I was considering about whether they'd play or not. So them two look safer. So I went for those two to start with just to get two playing strikers, but I'm not convinced they're the right two to have. So Ahern, Grant and Moussa probably will move on, whether it's this week or soon, I'm not sure yet. But I've got to be happy, I suppose, that I'm in there pitching with everyone else when I didn't really know what I was doing. So quite happy. I'm not. Well, hang on, hang on. Before you say that... Um, um, Adam Robinson actually put in the chat, oh, nice score, nice scores, guys. You know, 60 plus, you guys are a credit. I bet Darren hit 70. No, why would I hit 70? He knows I didn't hit 70. <laughs> Reckon Darren will reach 70 after three game weeks. Will he get there after three game weeks? <laughs> Honestly, just a really bad start for me, actually. Um, like all the players we've mentioned so far, I had in the like... The draft previous, like I went uh, Reed over um, Wilson. Um, I went for Furlong over Townsend. Uh, I had uh, Nick Powell in, and I went and I changed him for Brooks as well. Um, basically, barely in my team started. So Josh Caroma didn't start. Uh, Tafolo didn't start for Huddersfield. Oh, like my, one of my things was go go big on the Huddersfield. They're against Derby. Most of them didn't play. So, like, uh, Niaki Wells didn't play for Bristol City either. Um, so, it was absolute disaster. Did, did you have 11 in... players? Uh, yeah, with subs, just, yeah. Yeah, literally, yeah, I did. Uh, I've got one player on my bench with uh, with four points who didn't come on. He was my last on my bench, which was NG from Cardiff. Um, Musse went off injured. Dean Garner went off injured. Just fucking crash. Absolute game week one crash. Um so luckily Swift for Reading came off my bench. He had 14 points. Um, I have made, I've already made one change because I think Moussa is going to be injured now. So I've got rid of him and I've got Corley Woodrow in for, for next week. That's it. So you've, you've made your, um, your transfer pre-podcast. It's a good job we did our team reveals and uh, we managed to spot that you had Ajaria instead of Swift, isn't it? Otherwise, you really would have been. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll be, yeah, we mentioned this before. I was like, yeah, you did say say thank you. I was like, yeah, thank you for that. Um, so did you that... confirm exactly how many points you got? I no, I, don't, I got 38. <laughs> which is okay. like, in reality, it's like, what, 22 points behind you guys? 24 yes. points, 24-ish points behind? 24 points behind after one game week. I ain't going to cry about it just yet. Um, none, like if you looked at my team beforehand, you would have you would have thought, actually, do you know what? It's okay. Tofolo, Karoma would have been fine. 
Musse would have been fine. Just yeah, it was just been unlucky with those Huddersfield guys. That's fine. Yeah, Yeah, massively unlucky with Huddersfield. Massively unlucky. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And and like I said, I got rid of Wilson for Reed. I got rid of Townsend for Furlong. They just went wrong. Sheffield United were absolute dog shit. And I had their defensive. I had their keeper and um, Egan. So, you know, again, Sheffield United, I thought, well, they'll keep a clean sheet. Let's double up on them. Just didn't happen, guys. Unfortunately, you, you take those punts and it, and it doesn't happen. Because um, the Huddersfield thing was COVID, right? Nobody, nobody knew that was happening until the team came out. Yeah. And the the, uh, the Huddersfield social said, "This is the team. We've had some COVID cases, so there's people missing." And that was literally the first we knew about it. So yeah. that was really unlucky. Exactly. Yeah. Tafolo's a huge loss. Karoma came on, so he didn't start. He 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 hadn't trained. I don't think very well because of because of covid so he came on he was my captain so like my captain and vice captain were karoma and Musse got three points between them brilliant um we go again as they say we move <laughs> the, the only interesting thing i've got to say now is if we fast forward a week to next monday i can see this part of the uh, chat going exactly the same way again with darren moaning about the fact that more pay under delivered or something else happens here. <laughs> chances I'm being 15 points behind an FPL going into next week as well. Uh, I, I'll be a little more furious if it happens with FPL. Like Gaffer, like I'm not amazing at Gaffer. I know that. I don't know the championship that well. I learned a lot last year. Um, if it happens with FPL, I'll be way, way more pissed off, Craig. I'm not going to lie. Can I just ask, you, you've obviously you were unlucky with certain people not playing or coming off injured and, and stuff like that. But you've, You've made one transfer. So are we expecting those Huddersfield players to now play? And the players, you said people went off injured. Are they supposed to be just so, slight knocks then? So Moussa was a hamstring. He went off with a hammy, I think. I, I'd say he'd be definitely. And Sheffield United, um, a strike force is so deep. He, there's no reason for him to play if he's got a slight twinge. Brewster can come in, McBurney, uh, Sharp. They've got a plenty of cover. Baldrick, yeah. The Ingana, he landed a slightly weirdly on his ankle. It was uncomfortable. He played on for about 10 minutes and then just couldn't. So I, I don't see why he would be left out of next uh, next week. Uh, if they got midweek games, actually. I didn't forget about that. So no, no. Uh, games are on Saturday. The weekend again. So I think I think he'll play. The Huddersfield guys, again, yeah. The, you know, I think the Corona thing's done for them. I think they'll be back. So yeah, just you, just you do realize Huddersfield are playing Fulham though, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to make three changes or two changes and take a minus four already. I told you, I told you, I'm trying not to do that this year. <laughs> I've taken just, out the just, one player. Just testing. Just I'm seeing, pretty. Just seeing what you're doing. Yeah, I've taken the one player out. I'm pretty certain won't play in Musse and put one player in. That's it. I'm not doing the minus fours and minus eights if I can help it. And hopefully next week I can roll and then gear up for a game week five away days, like a bit like uh, Martin's doing, actually. That was a plan of mine as well. Um, perfect. Move off that silly game. <laughs> right. Uh, next we'll look at our predictions. So we've got the top six, bottom three, and our player predictions. I forgot we were doing this. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, well, we'll smash through it. So let's have a look at, we're, we're all together in this. So let's have a look at our top six and see how they vary. And they don't vary too much. Wow. Yeah, they work. They are quite close. I'm seeing a... Oh, there's only one person Arsenal. who's got an Arsenal person in their top six. I wonder who that Backers. is. <laughs> okay, right. Well, for the benefit of those on audio. Um, God. Yeah, okay, so all three of them have put in Aston Villa to finish sixth, except for me. 
who I think Arsenal will finish sixth. I don't, I just don't see Aston Villa. I see them doing well, but not top six. Not yet. Not yet. Everyone's gone for. Oh no, Craig's gone for Chelsea to win the league. Oh yeah, he has. I didn't notice that. Yeah, so everyone's I think, gone. I think hands. that needs an explanation, Craig. So at the minute, my take is that I think Chelsea have had the better of Man City the last few times they've played. I feel like Chelsea will only get better defensively over a whole season with two cool for all of it. And they're now going to have a centre-forward for the whole season in Lukaku. The team have been together for a period of time now. The manager would have been with them for a period of time now. And I didn't look at the points per game last year, but I would imagine that since Tuchel came in, Chelsea and Man City would have been fairly similar. Um, Man City, as far as we are right now, still haven't got a striker. They've actually lost Aguero and still haven't got anyone in. For some reason, I've got a gut feeling this Kane thing's not going to go through. And I don't know why it is. I think he'll stand off, not play for Tottenham for the first three games, won't get the move. And then he'll obviously have to play. Well, he'll be phased back into the to the Tottenham team once he realises he's not going to get his move. If they don't get a striker, Man City, I think they've got issues. Um, and, and that's basically it. We'll, we'll get to the relegation um, window in a minute. But I just, I just worry for Man City having a permanent goal scorer. And I just think yeah. Chelsea, with Tuchel over a whole season, have got all a bigger challenge down to what they had last year. And if nothing else, it was a little bit controversial. So I thought I'd go for it for that reason as well. To try, uh, I mean, I, I expected you three to all go Man City, so I thought I'd be a bit different. I very nearly didn't. I very nearly went Chelsea as well, actually. Uh, uh, and we've, we've all put exactly some seconds, but, exactly yeah. the same as me. Like I, I'm denied about that. Those two for exactly the same reasons as you. Funny enough, that's really weird. Um, I don't know if this Kane thing will go through or not, but you know, I I, I run on the assumption that it, it, it still will. But I still, yeah, that's why I run. It's on based the on what we know right now, isn't it? And as of right now, it's not guaranteed to go through yet. I so mean, mm-hmm. our top fours are all exactly uh, our top four teams are all the same, just not in the same position. Um, I th- I think it's I think, I think that's interchangeable. I think uh, I think the top two, are Man City and Chelsea, in. Yeah, any order wouldn't surprise me. And then Liverpool, Man United, again, it wouldn't surprise me no. if they if they swapped around, really. And differences in fifth and sixth. Me and Martin are actually identical with Tottenham and Villa, fifth and sixth. Um, and you two, so have both, you... You, you two both fancy Leicester to do well again uh, and Tottenham not to do well again. So that's the difference there. So we're me and Craig are backing Tottenham and you guys think Leicester will stay up there. Yeah, that's that to me, even taking Arsenal out of it, that surprises me slightly that you see Leicester sort of finishing seventh or, or, or maybe even lower but mm. wow Fafana's out for a bit now Evans is quite injury prone I think that's a massive lot they've obviously strengthened the fullback but central defence it, it worries me if, they've only, if they're relying on Sancho and mm. Evans sort of ploughing on that that's is, my concern yeah I guess I mean they've they've um, been linked with um, a couple of defenders just over the last day or so but I think they need to get someone in and someone that's, you know, obviously younger than the likes of um, Johnny Evans and stuff. Then Madison I mean, might leave. Vardy's getting older. I, I, I can't, I, they're no. only going to get worse rather than better, I think, to, uh, Leicester. Yeah, that's yeah. how it feels to me. Unless Daka, unless Daka and Ineacho are going to really smash it, I can't see them finishing top top six, really. That is fair. That is fair. Um, I can, yeah, you can make a nice strong case there for maybe me moving Leicester out for for a Tottenham or an Arsenal, I guess. Um, but hey, this will be saved, so it's uh, something we can come back to. Should we take a look at our bottom three? Now these are slightly so. Me and Thomas are exactly the same in Burnley, oh. Watford, Norwich. 
Uh, Craig is very similar. He's gone Southampton, Watford, Norwich. I think there's one man who needs to do a little bit of explaining here. Yeah, you've all got Norwich to finish bottom, and I think they're going to stay up. So that's interesting. And you're yeah. the only one with Brentford. You've also, you're the only one who's put Brentford in the bottom. And the only well. one with Brentford as well. So yeah, I suppose that's uh, that covers it. I just think Brentford <laughs> are going to concede too many goals. I've never liked their goalkeeper. I'm surprised they haven't signed the new one. I don't think he's good enough for this level. Pontus, um, uh, Janssen as well. I think, I don't know. I, I could have egg on my face with him because he is quite Jekyll and Hyde. Sometimes he looks like a world beater. And other times he's like, I don't know if it's a concentration thing or or what, but he's... He reminds me of Mustafi a little bit. He's just yeah. a bit erratic. To me, it was no coincidence that once Leeds got rid of him, they got promoted. Um, there were other factors at play, but I think that helped them. Um, and I don't know, I say it could leave me with egg on my face because he, he, on his, he can look brilliant sometimes and maybe the step up will focus his mind and he'll he'll do well but at the moment I'm going to say I'm going to say no don't like their goalkeeper they'll concede too many goals I think they'll score goals but they'll just concede too many that you, you can't stay up if you're going to concede every week and that's how I see them <laughs> that's, um, very, that's very true I, I was 50 50 between I, I thought two promoted teams would go back down I was convinced Norwich would go back down um and I purely stayed, went for Brentford staying up just because they had Tony and you've got half a chance of staying up if you've got a goal scorer. I wasn't convinced Watford had that. And that was purely the reason why I put Watford down because I worry if they're going to have enough goals there. But I, I totally agree with Martin. If Brentford are that bad defensively and Watford can do a half-decent job defensively, then I might have picked the wrong one. But um, I do think one of those two... I'd be amazed if two of the promoted teams managed to stay up, I think. Okay. And in Southampton because they haven't got no strikers. What's that again, Thomas? Even if they get out Armstrong? No, I was just saying um, the Southampton pick as well. I I too contemplated Southampton, actually. They were probably my... Um, my uh, Yeah, between them and Burnley. Uh, even though I could easily see um, Brentford finish in 17th, I think, um, and, and sort of just staying up, I think one of Southampton or Burnley will just not have a very good season. Southampton... I, I, don't, I mean, I can't, I can't say that the... The mood is bad because who knows? But you know they they've lost they've lost Ings. They could still lose Warprouse. Yes, Armstrong is is a decent enough player, but you know he's not done it properly at this level yet. Arguably, like Tony, but um, in the Championship last year, we would we would all prefer Tony to move, to, or we would all have predicted Tony to bet to do better than Armstrong. Probably, I think he's the better striker, but. Yeah, I, I do think Southampton are, are, are regressive. It's just to what extent. I think they ended um, last season with the worst form in the league and they haven't done anything yet to prove to me that that's in any way going to turn around. Signing a load of Chelsea yeah. youngsters and selling your best striker doesn't really scream to me that you're on the brink of turning around what was the worst form. I think they conceded like way more goals than everyone else in the second half of last year and now they've lost their main goal scorer. Until they do something in, to prove to me that that can change. I think they're going to be a bother, I think, Southampton. Their goalkeeper situation was getting worse, wasn't it? Like the first half of last season, McCarthy was good. McCarthy's been good historically, but by the end of last season, they were sort of chopping and changing their goalkeeper as well, and they haven't really addressed that. And I feel like they kept getting it wrong as well, because, well, whoever they played just didn't do very well. And Burnley are just Burnley, right? Every year they get linked in these sort of discussions, and every year they don't really ever really come close to going down. I don't really see any reason why that would be any different. No, it feels like there's three teams worse than them again. Yeah, I mean, Burnley are the new Everton, just pointless, pointless being in the league. They're not going up. I mean, they're not 
winning anything. They're not going into Europe. They're not getting relegated. They're just there. Like my my favourite line about Burnley, apologies for any Burnley fans listening, is that you just look at their squad and you think which other Premier League team would actually want most of their players. And maybe some would want McNeil, maybe some would use Wood, but they're not a squad that you kind of feel like would improve, massively improve any other Premier League team. And yet they always manage to stay up. And uh, it's fair, like fair play to them for the job they do. You, you, you worry for them when Dyche leaves because yeah. I, I, I'm not convinced the squad is actually that good, but he's obviously got a way of playing that that works and why he's still there. I think they'll probably still stay up to be honest. Before we, um, we've got a couple more slides and then, and then we're going to be finished. But before we do, AD Tours just asked in the um, chat uh, about the fact that we all seem to think that Crystal Palace will stay up. Yes. I was literally, you you go for that one. Yeah. So I was literally just about to say, you should be very proud of me. I haven't put Palace in. I don't see Palace as being any worse than those clubs. They've made some really good transfers this year. Um, new manager, we'll see how it goes with them, but recruitment wise, absolutely sound. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I still don't think they're fantastic, but I still think they could turn a couple of these teams over and that would do enough to, to keep them up. I think, um, we do have one more slide, Thomas, and we have our player prediction slide. And this is basically who we think is going to be top scorer, top assister, and the golden glove for the season. So I think top scorer will be Kane. Now, this is all dependent on whether or not he goes to Man City or not. I don't think if he stays at Tottenham, he'll be top scorer, actually, this year. Uh, so that's on the premise that he goes to uh, Man City. Otherwise, I'd like to make a case for Lukaku. Uh, I do think uh, Kai Havertz will be the top assister this year. Um, I think if he, uh, he, he needs to play slightly more games than he did last season. Uh, and also, if uh, they are playing Werner at all, then uh, he needs to actually finish the finish the chances he's given. Uh, and I've said the Golden Glove will be Edison this year. Uh, can't see anything past that. How about you, Thomas? What, you want to go through yours? I have gone for Lukaku as top goal scorer. Top assister would be KDB and Golden Glove, like you, Edison. Um, I just think that Lukaku will be played 90% of the games. Um, They don't really, I think they're talking about moving Abraham on, which leaves who, what, Batshuayi as backup striker. And I guess Werner can be moved there at times, but I think he's going to sort of be moulded into that sort of wide left forward. Um, KDB for reasons, um, I think Craig's mentioned in the past, especially about... um, Grealish winning free kicks, KDB then taking the free kicks and, you know, whoever getting on the end of it. And yeah, Man City, they have probably the best defence in the league, arguably. It could have been Mendy. Um, I think you you probably pick whoever you think is going to win the league. I picked um, City to win the league, so I picked um, Edison and obviously as well KDB. I think if you think Chelsea is going to win the league, you could easily pick. Havertz and, and Mendy, but I've sort of backed up my my um, prediction. Cool. How about you, Martin? Uh, so top scorer, I've gone Salah. I think I think Kane and Lukaku are fair shouts, but it's not it's not inconceivable that Salah could be three four goals ahead before they even kick a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, that could, <laughs> you know, could happen. Um, I think you know he'll he'll be consistent. He'll be right up there again around around twenty goals at least. Don't see why not. Um, assists. I've gone Sancho. Um, yeah, I, th- I found this one a tricky one, uh, but you know, historically, Sancho's assist record is 
very good. I know he's not playing for Dortmund anymore, but I think Man United will play a similar kind of system. I think he'll fit in nicely um, and he'll be just as creative as he was um, for Dortmund. Um, I hope... Um, and yeah, say it was a, it was a real toss up between Sancho and Son for me and my team. In the end, I went with Son because of his his extra goal threat. Um, but I think Sancho will be right up there for assists. Um, and then Golden Glove Mendy. So yeah, I said before, very nearly went for Chelsea to win the league. Uh, the reason the reason I nearly went for them is because I do think they'll concede fewer goals than Man City. Um, it's just whether whether that you know translates into extra points i think it remains to be seen man city might just blow people out of the water at the other end of the pitch but i think chelsea will concede fewer goals than them nice and last but not least craig yeah controversial top scorer i've gone for sun i think it's a big problem with i don't really trust any of the strikers we don't know where kane's going yet that'll have a big difference on how well he does i can see lukaku doing well but i just think Tottenham have got all the ingredients to play like Leicester did when they won the league. and I'm not, I don't think Tottenham will do that well, but I think Son's going to be the Vardy of this team. Um, I, I think Kane, if I'm being honest, probably will go. But um, And if, if it happens, I think they'll just play Son through the middle and try to hit teams on the counter-attack. And we've seen before when he plays normally that he can basically shoot on sight and he's both footed and all those sorts of things make something for himself. I, I've got high, really high hopes for him having a, an amazing season this year. And I don't think we're going to get the sort of 25, 30 goal seasons from someone. I think like 22 goals could win a golden boot this year. And I think if he gets up near that figure, he could he could get to their son. Um, KDB, I think we, not really a big um, big statement, is it, to say he's the most creative midfielder nope. in the league. And I'd say I do agree that he'll get a lot more free kicks as well to add to it from what, from Grealish um, tripping over himself and winning a load of free kicks. So um, I think he's the obvious person for that. And then I agree with what Martin said about Chelsea. So I've gone for Mendy as well. I think that we've not seen anything to suggest that they're not the best defence in the league when with Tuchel as manager. So I'll go for Mendy as well. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Very, very cool finish there with the player predictions, top six and bottom three. I think that was awesome. Um, that is the pod done. Anything to add before? Any other questions, Thomas, before I wrap this up? Um, obviously, good luck to you, all three of you, ahead of Game week one. Um, I look forward to um, seeing everyone's final teams when it comes to um, FPL and, and Sky. Because, yeah, I do think, you know, there's that possibility of a little tinker between now and now and Friday, especially with the fact that Lukaku is supposed to sign probably tomorrow um, and maybe one or two more players. Um, so, yeah. Tinker I can't away. wait for everyone to get him in. He plays like 15 minutes against Crystal Palace and walks in to start the two tougher games in game week two and three. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to everyone diving onto him <laughs> and then being disappointed when he... Yeah, when he I think really it will happen. Out. People will, people will go for him just because of his price and his name and his reputation and stuff. But, you know, he's fit at the end of the day. He is fit. So um, he's not a terrible pick. Depending on the price, obviously. Very true. Shall I call full time, guys? Get your whistle out, Darren. Get your whistle out, ready? <laughs> That's full time. <laughs>